we doing this for the 2000s and the 99s? That is not how it goes. It's you're doing it for the 99s and the 2000s. Don't matter because these hoes still gonna drop it like it's hot when that beat drop. Don't matter. What are you now, a lyricist? <laughs> I, be, I I try, you know, I'm yeah. a jack of all trades. <sighs> Ignoring her. Welcome back, guys. We're here. Our lives have been so hectic. Um, I was in Cuba for several weeks um, with no internet access. And then people wanted to graduate and get married and turn 75. So I was just like out of commission for the past two and a half months and finals and everything else. I don't know what Rufus Cuse is. I have so many. I'm in law school, so that's kind of important. <laughs> I had finals. Um, I almost died like three times from like illnesses because people are disgusting and they don't stay home when they get sick and they decide to give me all their diseases. And so I've been like on my deathbed multiple times and still being great and awesome because I'm slaying. Because I slay. I slay all day. What? Excuse me? <laughs> Squeeze me. I'm basically Beyonce. <laughs> okay, let's be real. <laughs> it's all about the attitude. Like I'm that Beyonce meme flipping her hair. Like <laughs> you're welcome, people. So happy to be back. <laughs> so happy for all the the uh, what's going on texts. We're thankful for those too. I know. The little push that we Everyone's like, when are you guys going to make another episode? I'm like, uh, fuck. I'm here with you working. What do you mean? What do you want me to just like bust out the Yeti right now and just like record an episode? <laughs> people, I love you guys though. I do. I pre. No, I really, I appreciate people like listening and caring and like wanting more. It's It feels good. For sure. So we're just going to jump right into this topic um, for the for the week that I think came out. <laughs> all of the travels and being in different places and sort of understanding those different dynamics. Um, so we're just going to put it out there. So it's about this idea of the Black Collective. And the Black Collective is this idea of like the entire Black diaspora. Um, and so over the years, obviously, the Black Collective has broken down for various reasons. So, um, you know, we're not going to go into detail of like all the different things, but we mostly want to go into like social status and how there's like this divide between people who've made it and people who haven't made it. And um, is it possible that this divide <laughs> in the Black Collective is continuing our level of oppression? And like, what judgments are along with that? So I'm gonna kick it over to Rufus the Troopfus. So I would, I think I'm gonna start by saying that. Um, I think it's important for us to get um, external systematic support for our betterment as a black people. But I also think that we have to dig deep and look within ourselves as a community and see what it is that we could do better for ourselves, for each other. And like, how much of a priority is it to us? Like how uncomfortable are we willing to be? How much of a sacrifice are we willing to make to be better as a whole? And I know that's difficult, and I, and especially like being one of the few people 
in a family of people who have like taken a different path and have I live a different lifestyle. I'll live I will forever live a different lifestyle because of the choices that I've made and um I find it difficult relating sometimes. Um I think for me I feel a responsibility, not a burden, but a genuine responsibility to put back anytime I can into my community, not necessarily like where I come from, but like the black community um because i think that we have so much value and i mean there's a reason every culture basically take i wouldn't say takes but basically we we set the standards in so many things and, and everyone else can see our value and we don't capitalize on it other people do and i think that it starts at home and home is not you and your children home is the neighborhood you live in the businesses you support the things you invest in um the businesses that you give your money to in lieu of putting back into us you know we give nike hair weave uh car dealers champagne all these liquor companies these people who don't care about us any more than the money that we're pumping into them and you know we spend more money on this stuff than anybody so you know i think that's kind of like where we need to begin is just with ourselves before we go outward take it away britters you're saying like i get that that like we need to begin with ourselves and i totally get that but i guess where i struggle with the conversation is i'll just put it out there for me like going back and like even engaging sometimes with family like it is difficult because it's just like to have certain conversations are difficult to um like, even being around, like, there's sometimes when you call me and you're like, I'm in this place. Oh, my God. It's so ghetto. Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. So how do we really how right. do we invest time and energy and develop these relationships if we don't even see ourselves in those communities? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you're saying you give back to your community, Black people as a whole, but are those only, like, the type of Black people that you mesh well with? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I totally get that we're doing, like, activities to for like mentorship and stuff like that but i'm just talking Mm -hmm. about like in general how are we bridging that gap because like if we can't even go into communities without saying like oh it's so this or oh it's so that what like how are Mm -hmm. we doing that without just being like helicopter people you know what i'm saying like I mean, I think on an individual level, me personally, like i'm limited in what i can do simply because of where i am financially and um just whatever but I do, and also I don't really have a lot of time. But the time that I do have, um, no, I don't. I don't think I just give back to people in my same social strata. I think that um, it's easy to do it that way because I feel like anything is better than nothing. And I, and if I'm coming into contact with people who are trying to go down the path that I want to go down, or that I've gone down, or they need to be connected with people that, because um, I'm good for giving out Arnold Evans's uh, <laughs> like email because you know you mean a lot of, I meet a lot of black males and they're interested in banking or they're interested in business and it's like I know that my uncle is open to talking to young black men no one's going to hand you anything but like I think that we don't do enough of like building our own professional connections or helping each other professionally um so I do make an effort to and I don't do it just for black people I do it for everyone so I think that yeah probably I do help more black people in the professional sense in my direct active you know participation but um i do 
want to do more for younger black kids, um, even adults that are, you know, just find themselves in a situation. I, I try to do as much as I can, but I'm not perfect and I could do more. Um, but I think the more of us who are consciously giving back and and not money time and and truly like caring and money is good we need money like you know i'm not gonna say don't write a check write the checks some everyone needs money but i think being thoughtful about the ways that we do give our money um maybe we need to broaden that like everyone has an uh, aclu and naacp plan pair all these things that is great but we need to work on that micro level and you and i discussed this before about like I have a sister, she's not business savvy, but I think that if I had money, I would invest in a lot of her business ideas because they're great. And I think that the only way that she would ever get that type of investment would be from people that know her and understand that she's capable, but she doesn't have the skills or the the network to even put herself in front of a, you know, a group of angel investors because that's just not the world she functions in. She doesn't, it, it would be me holding her hand, doing all the work for her, which I would do if I could, but I think that's the thing. We need to reach out a little more to the people who would never, ever be able to reach um, us or, you know, whatever the case may be for help. I think it, being conscious of uh, those that don't know how to get help, because I've been in that place where I struggled and I didn't know I had resources and I didn't know I could reach out to people and that people are willing to help you. But people want to help you and you want to help yourself. Like people are not you're more likely to be helped than you are to be saved. And and saving people is exhausting. Um, but helping people is something that people want to do. I think generally we do. I mean, I get that. But like, so I know your ins and outs. And yeah, we have these conversations. But I guess my question to you would be like, if that wasn't your sister, would you be willing to help? Like, I think the reality is like a lot of times we're willing to help people that are in our own like inner circles you know, because we know that if they don't do it, we'll take it up or blah, 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 blah. Like the reality is, is are we willing to help people that we don't know? Like realistically, well, I think like, that, no, I mean, I, and I, I've told you this, my sister would never, if I were an angel investor, my sister would never get in front of me to be an investor because she's not doing the, the legwork. But I think that Knowing that, I, if I can't invest in my sister, how, how can I expect someone else to be willing to do that? You know, and I think that's the question. It's those people who are in our circle should be benefiting from our hard work simply because they're in our circle and God put them in our circle, whether you're religious or not. I, I think that proximity has a lot to do with success. And, and, you know, you have a bunch of children who grew up in rich white households who don't have shit going for them, but they have opportunities because they're around the people giving those opportunities. They're not any more driven or hardworking than anyone else. And their parents and their family members and their parents' friends don't question their their worthiness. It's like, if I can invest, an investment is gambling and I'm risking money. And, you know, if I can't gamble on my sister, who who else should do it? No, I get that. I get that being your sister. I guess I'm just saying, like, moving beyond our circles. Like, I think that sometimes we try to, like, think that everybody does what we do. But I think it's an anomaly to think that people are out here mentoring or be willing to give and so on and so forth. I think on a broader scale, though, there's this idea that there are there are two separate Black experiences. There are the ones that grew up middle to upper class and... They don't know anything about, you know, what's down here. 
and then the people that are down here mm-hmm. that don't know anything about what's up there and it's like in some instances never the two shall meet and so how do you get it to be like a more holistic thing i guess in my opinion like how do we move forward to make it a more holistic thing where um one is investing in the other and not just like the top always investing in the bottom. I think that the bottom has a lot that they can invest in the top too, like in terms of like skill, experience and mindset and so on and so forth. And I think money, I mean, you spend your money at at the store all day long, but you're not spending it at a, you know, you're not, you know, you're not going into black owned businesses and you know, that there's a slew of reasons why you could be not doing that. But no, that consumerism is the most powerful thing in the country, in the world. So how as a unit do we fix that though? Because like the thing is, that is that is a reality that I think is forthcoming for a lot of people in our inner circle, right? It's like, so for example, this conversation yeah. or this whole topic started because um, I, I personally sometimes don't feel like I relate to um, <laughs> people... <laughs> that hood shit <laughs> no not even to say like that hood. well yes that hood shit but i feel like i don't necessarily yeah <laughs> i don't necessarily relate to i'll just say it fuck it he divorced me it's all right um i don't necessarily oh. relate to my fiance's family like i have a really hard right. time doing it because like anything that i say or i do or any advice that i give i'm automatically i'm i'm bougie and i don't know what i'm talking about and i've never experienced life and this that and the third mm-hmm. so i've learned to keep my mouth shut even well, that's I, what i'm go- that, that goes back to this huh that goes back to what i said about saving and helping i think that and i have the same issue i mean i have that shit with my sister like one minute you know we get along great. That's my sister's one of the closest people to me in the world. I love her more than anything, but we fight all the time because she doesn't want to hear what the truth is because she wants to hear what she wants to hear because the truth is harder and and I'm not going to lie to her and we fight all the time and I tell her I don't care if you're angry with me because I'm not going to blow your head up with bullshit just so you feel better about this idea. Like, she's like, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. I'm like, okay, these are the things that you have to do to do that. And then she's like, well, why are you? I always got negative. I'm like, it's not negative, it's facts. And I'm not creating that. This is the world that you're functioning, that you wanna function in. Um, but you know, I've learned to like step back a little bit and let my sister, you know, make her own mistakes or whatever. But um, I think that when people, don't receive information because of the source if that information is good information and you choose to judge it or disregard it um that's not the person that you try to like don't ever give up but that's not the person you continue to invest in because they're not ready um or they're never gonna it doesn't matter but if you're going around and i don't my family is not necessarily like chris's um my family is definitely not like yours at all i think i have like a unique black family in a sense um what do you mean not like mine but well like i mean you grew up very upper middle class in jamaican your parents are first generation jamaican you know i don't have a family of immigrants that are black i just have a family that's black but educated but not rich Rich. um my parents Huh? What does mm-hmm. generation Jamaican mean? I mean, your family's black experience is different than my family's black experience. You know, your mother came over here and worked her butt off. And I just want to. Huh? I can't. I am first generation American, 
my entire family preceding me was born in Jamaica. So they're not Jamaica. Right. Jamaican. I'm first generation American. Right. And I think that, that being an, especially living in South Florida, um, I think that being an immigrant, whether you're black or not, it's your, your black experience is there. Like as a first generation and coming over and also the first generation being born here, I think, um, your your experience is different already. And then if you, depending on your socioeconomic situation, it's also very different. So you and I grew up differently, but we have so much in common simply because of who we've become as people. We've known each other since we were teenagers um, and we've grown together. We're, we're like family close, but um, I think had we never met, had our lives taken different paths, if we never both went down this trajectory, we'd be very different people. Um, but going back to my black family, I don't have like a country side of my family, like that, like small town. Um, like, you know, I grew up like Muslim and vegetarian and city girl. I traveled to go visit family, but I grew up poor and in a poor black neighborhood for, you know, I grew up poor Hispanic neighborhood for a while. And then we moved to a poor black neighborhood. Um, but even then I was very different. I looked different. I sounded different. I acted different because, my parents and my family exposed me to things. I had a level of privilege in terms of um, my peers. And um, I think that shaped me as a person a lot. I've always known I wanted to go to college. It was never an option to not go for me. My siblings didn't go right away. One of them did, but later on in life. Um, but I think that I have a hard time relating to black people. I've had a hard time relating to black people my whole life. So I understand you and you're like, oh, it's weird when I go here and I have to deal with that. Because I've never had to deal with that. And when I'm in those situations, even though I didn't grow up upper class and whatever, I feel like an outsider going into that type of situation where you had to go for this wedding, you know, because I didn't grow up like that. And um it's just, I think that if we can get past that level of like, I don't fit in discomfort and also the people who are putting that like judgment on us because we come in and we've got our degrees and we're working and we're doing this, we have the money we want, we do this because it's like, you're judging me for, for, for like building a life that I chose to have instead of, um, I mean, you don't even need to praise. It's not like, oh, the thing, tell me I'm special. I don't, I don't think I'm special. I hate when people are like, oh my God, you're so amazing. You did all this. I did what I needed to do. Like, I'm, I don't want to be pat on the back for going to college and getting jobs and working hard. Like, we're supposed to do that. Um, so I think that we all have to be kinder to each other so that we can be better together. Because as long as we're being judged for being different and as long as they're being... Well, I wouldn't even say, yeah, we're judging them. As long as we're judging them for being, you know, whatever, there will always be some gap in in our growth, so to speak, I guess is the best way I can say it. So how do we build, like, but that's where I struggle is like, so for example, for this class, and then also when I was in Cuba, like I had like an amazing experience, you know what I mean? Like amazing experience. Mm -hmm current class that I'm in looking at race in the U.S., like, we talk a lot about navigating through these ideas of, like, how do we bring back a holistic Black community, right? And so I feel like I mentioned this to you the other day about, like, do you think that it would be possible to, like, have 
not like government mandated or any way or like segregation like like put these people over here but like the building of these black (laughs) enclaves that create like black businesses and black groups where there would be mingling of like upper and then like upper middle class middle class low income where it'd be like this mixed environment you know like of black people where everyone can benefit from the people that 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 live there do you think that that would be possible and i feel like you have said to me no you don't think that that's possible i mean i don't think that it's possible anytime soon because i don't think that we as black people are are i wouldn't say, i don't like the word programmed i don't think we're um socialized to do that um because historically we've always had that 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 um what's the word anytime we've done that it's been broken up or gentrified or literally burned to the ground um black wall street black politicians coming after slavery ended and all that stuff they got pushed out these little black talent i mean because every time they did it it was prosperous and in and people don't and i'm not it's not like bashing white people i think white society has a desire to stifle black excellence simply because it's a threat um the unknown is is a fearful thing for them and i think that if black people understood their value and what we bring to society as a whole what we've always brought who we are and and if we value ourselves i think everyone brings something to society but if we truly valued ourselves accurately i think that um not having the social and economic control over black people would significantly alter this country and it would significantly alter the world so do I think it's possible? Hopefully someday, but generally speaking, no, because we are not connected enough. We get, like we said the other day, you get money. I'm not going to move to an all black neighborhood unless I'm living in a city like New York or DC where I can go live in Harlem, and, but I'm five minutes away from the Whole Foods. Like, because I want this lifestyle and I'm not going to buy a house in Southwest Georgia and build some mega mansion because it's cheap to build it there just to be in a black neighborhood. Because guess what? When I'm ready to sell my house, there is no, no one's going to buy that house. And I'm also going to have to drive an hour into the city to go do everything that I want to do. It's just not convenient. I'm not busting my ass to go live in a place where I'm not going to get the investment. Buying a house is an investment. I'm sorry. Like the whole purpose is you you downgrade when you're old and or you give it away to your children, whatever you want to do with it. But I'm not buying a house just to be throwing money down the drain like so no until it changes until being you know i think here in dc yeah i could go buy a house anywhere literally in dc and get my money back later but dc is a very unique place in new york same thing these are very unique situations even in atlanta where near where i live it's being changed so quickly so yeah i would go live in a black neighborhood there but it would require other black people who are making six-figure, seven-figure salaries who are willing to go in and buy these older homes and remodel them and make them the houses you want them to be. To do that. Mm -hmm. What if they're... How what? I said, why can't we start a movement to do that? Like, I feel like... I guess, and I'm not trying to be like... Who start a movement? You and I or us in general? No, I'm talking about, like, people who who have these six-figure, seven-figure salaries, whatever like that, like start this movement. Like if we demanded, I guarantee you, if we were like, listen, we're all about to go move over here and we need a Whole Foods, they would give our ass a Whole Foods because they would be like, 
they spend money, they gonna spend mm-hmm. this money with us, and blah 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 blah. Like I just feel like well, Whole Foods only goes into a, does, a market once it's already established. It goes. I mean, it does go back to what you say. Like there are other systematic and institutional forces that prohibit us from doing that. Completely agree, and I feel like until we as a people can overcome one our reliance on um Mm -hmm. these other groups and corporations we'll Mm -hmm. never be able to sustainably build our own because we will always have to rely on outside groups to help us so individually we have to be sustainable so i absolutely agree with that i just think that it comes a time where it's like zoning laws and things were set up for us to be essentially like for this disparity to exist so without investment in these communities divestment will always occur and there will never be a situation where you know, we can move somewhere and our property values will flourish without this idea of gentrification from another group, not necessarily within. Because that's the thing, too. Like like what you said, mm-hmm. black people could gentrify, too, now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm oh, talking- absolutely. When you have money, you're displaced. Right. And so I'm talking about creating a collective group where everyone is able to prosper, not just creating a black enclave that basically gentrified a neighborhood and then caused all the poor people to move out. And I think that's the part that is yeah. like struggling with is that like will that is that even a possibility like is that even a possibility for us all to flourish in the same type of community or as we move on and you know we have like now black upper class and upper middle class people will there forever be this divide in the collective because the idea is exactly Mm -hmm. what you said you have gotten accustomed to certain luxuries that they're not gonna put in the fucking swats like Point blank. Hell, hell no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love y'all, but <laughs> I ain't living in Cascade. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I mean, it just I'm... like what we're willing to accept because, like, going back to the idea of where we got this particular topic from, Abby, you would have me all the way fucked up if you thought I was living in that little ass town. Oh, hell no. Like, they don't even have, they have a hotel and a shopping plaza. The point I what? that the only thing there was to do was go to Walmart. I was like, the fuck? Like, fuck. what? <laughs> what? Like, but also just like, I don't. But that's how it is like where my dad lives. There's like only a But Walmart. I'm not even talking I'm like, about, ew. like, I'm not even talking about country. I'm just talking about like hood shit. Like, <laughs> like, am I willing to go and live over there? Or am I willing for that person to be my next door neighbor? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and that's where I struggle. Yeah. Like, I want us to come up as a group collectively. Like, for example, I see Killer Mike on Instagram all the time. Like, I love his, mm-hmm. I feel like he's really powerful. Like, he goes and he invests in these communities, blah, 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 blah. But, like, one day I really want to comment under his picture and be like, but do you live there, though? Because, like, it's one thing. Right. It's one thing to to build, right? But like, are we required to like? I think of like the Chick Fil A model, right? If you buy mm-hmm. Chick Fil A, you got to work in the Chick Fil A. So right. for a certain period of time, right? Are if we buying up these communities, are we living there or are we just buying it? Like, what is what is our responsibility, or what will it take for the Black Collective to come together? Like. Do I have to live here mm-hmm. or do I just have to invest? And I think that's where I struggle is that like, but part of me is like, there's still a level of judgment that is insinuated if you're like, oh, I could give my money, but I can't live here. Like, you're still saying that it's right beneath you. And so like, what comes of that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, how, do, how does that work? 
I think what we have to do is it's a it's not a there is no one answer. I don't think there's one answer to anything. Um, I think that um, I think it's I think it, it, we have to approach it from all angles and we have to be patient. Um, am I willing to live in a place? Maybe I'm not willing to live in a neighborhood in us one place, but I am in another. And it's like, I'm not saying like jump all in and be like, oh, black is great. Like black is great, but like I'm, we have to be realistic. You you can't make people feel bad for not wanting to do certain things. So it's just like, do what you feel comfortable doing. Do what you, what's feel, what you feel in your heart. But understand that every time we push our money out, that dollar does not circulate the black community. Oh, it, it does not. I think I don't even think it circulates one time. No. I don't even think it does that. It does. So we have to I mean, like other people are becoming billionaires off of us. Mm. And it's like and it's not just because, oh, we don't have it's like, no, we consume more than anybody. We live above our means. We buy more expensive cars, clothes, food, everything. Everything, everything that there is, we are spending the most money of it, on it as a people. And it's like, but we are some of the poorest of people. So what are we, like, I think we need to reevaluate our priorities, you know, and, and understand, like, what is valuable to us? What do we look at our lives and, you know, like, beyond living out the music video dream, what's important? Is it important to have a nice car and so that you can show that you have money? Or is it better to actually earn money, build wealth, like true wealth, not cash flow. Because being a dope boy, yeah, you can have $500,000, but guess what? That's not money because that's not consistent. It's not stable. It's liquid as hell. And liquid money means nothing. Um, when you have to continue, like you need to have something that's building your wealth and saving money. So yeah, you can buy any car you want if you can have the cash to go do it or the credit score to do it. But what do you really have? Like, what does it say when you go buy an expensive item in the mall and you're giving these French and Italian designers all your money and they don't give a fuck about you? That's me. They'll call you a nigga to your face. No, but the thing is, it's like no one's saying it. I, it's me too. I'm not perfect. But the thing is, I know that I'm going over here supporting these racist ass people who don't give a fuck about me. I know. I know what I'm doing. But a lot, a lot of us don't. I guess my thing We is go out here and we give them free shout outs on these record labels. I'm betting every, none of y'all niggas are getting paid for, for shouting out any of these designers. None of you. And and it's like, why people don't do that? Martha Stewart paints the bottom of her Louboutins because she ain't giving that motherfucker free publicity. Like, what does that say to you? She'll buy his shoes, but you're not going to get anybody watching her wearing red bottom shoes but we're like red bottoms here red bottoms there like when did christian louboutin get any of y'all anything but i think mater seriously materialism is also a form of like oppression though too like when you think about it like the the need to consume materialistic and statement items are a form of oppression because you want to then seem like you are a part of the norm and being a part of the norm is this idea of materialistic goods therefore by consuming them you are showing you know, or attempting to show that you are above, you know, the poverty level or whatever that you that you are in. So you're therefore a part of the norm. I think that people want to fit in and, and fitting in and showing out is material items. And that is that is the truth in a capitalistic society is that like materialism is everywhere. We have to change that. Mater but our, that's the thing. It's our mindset. Our mindset has to change. I we can't just so, do what is pushed me, out to us. Let me let me be fair and let me. I read an article the other day on um, 
uh, I think it was like MSNBC Money or something like that. As a people, as a as a collective group, right? White people spend more money on material items than black people do overall, right? But black people mm-hmm. spend a larger proportion of their money on items. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Like, like if, if we each yeah. had, if, if she has $100, if this white lady got $100 and I got $10 and she spent $10 and she spent $5 and I spent 5 or she spent $10 and I spent $5, she still spent more than me. But the reality is I'm still only left with $5 because I've spent 50% of what I had on material items just to compete with these people. And that should not be the case at all. Like, like that should not be the case at all. Absolutely. But I think on a certain level, how do we create these businesses to where it can be circulated in the community? Because every hair store, the hair industry in itself, okay, is billions. (laughs) billions of dollars and you find me you know what i'm saying like people who are just i'm not even talking about on large scales because there are companies with black you know owners i'm talking about the beauty supply mm-hmm. store i dare y'all to not go to a beauty supply store you know that's not um black owned that would be really hard because every single place in the black community is owned by some asian man Mm-hmm. Who done imported all this hair and y'all like spending hundreds from the Indian the Indian people hundreds if not thousands of dollars you people can- finance weave like that's listen you need it that bad you need like if you're willing to finance some weave but there's a lack of education and I don't even mean like uh, traditional education I think there's a lack of financial education that like even as we grow right. our individual spaces. There are things that I'm still learning. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm still right, invest my money and do whatever. So if I'm still mm-hmm. learning about financial education and financial awareness and how to make sure that I'm doing right, I'm damn sure that mm-hmm. other people in other communities could use that. But I think it goes back to the original point. Who is giving that to them? Because it's damn sure, I guarantee you that Asian man not going to go and start a fucking finance class because he's afraid that <laughs> you won't come yeah. to the business and patronize yeah. the business and spend all your damn money. So my thing is, how do we then, as people who are getting this education, and I'm paying for it, like I'm paying for my damn financial advisor, but I feel like I should be able to go back and be like, listen, you may not be able to afford this financial advisor, but let me push you some stuff to help you understand what's going on. And I think that goes back to the Black Collective. What are we giving back to our communities? Not just this idea of like, make sure y'all go to college and make sure y'all- Oh yeah. Because college isn't for everybody, honestly. I'm talking about this traditional advice that people think that, like, I'm going to go mentor and blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about real life. Like, are we we having financial workshops? Are we, like, and I, don't get me wrong. Let me say this. Let me preface this. There are people and there are organizations that do this, right? But it is an exception. Mm -hmm. It usually has to get funded through some type of program from some larger organization. Mm -hmm. That's blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about how do we as black people come together where it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, oh, it's only in this neighborhood or it's only in this city or it's only like, how do we create a situation where it's no longer the anomaly, but it's the norm that we know that together as a black unit, as black people, regardless of socioeconomic status, education, or whatever, that we are feeding information, mm-hmm. education, resources back into black communities. And what does that look like if we are 
if we like, oh, well, they don't want help or, oh, they too ghetto or whatever. Like, how do we overcome yeah. those barriers? Because I, I will not lie. Like, I have been guilty of being like, oh, well, they don't know no better. So I'm going to just move on from it. Like, they don't want my help. But it's probably a matter of, like, they don't know what the fuck to ask for. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you can only ask for what you need yeah. if you know what the fuck you need. Right. And I think that's the thing. It, like I said before, it's not, there's no one solution. It, it's, it's, there's so many things that need to be done. But I think, number one, us having this discussion that we're having is, is the start. Let's wake up. And, and we might have to be those annoying people that um, uh, like, sorry, I'm get, so they just let me know I got my apartment. So Ooh, you're apartment. Girl. I know girl, this apartment is so cute. Um, uh, hold on. I can't talk in text. I'm, I'm like an old woman on the inside. I can't do two things that well, like technology and other things. So yeah. Um, what was I saying? I, uh, what did you ask me? Can we, yeah, we need to just, it starts, let's be those annoying people. Let's, I, you know, you have to talk. I, t I let my mentee, like he love hates me, but I'm always on his shit because it's like, I'm not going to let you continue to do this dumb shit that you're doing because you're telling me you want X, but you're not doing all these other things that you need to do you're doing the same shit that got you in the situation that you're in now and it's like if you want this life i'm here i'm helping you i want to do these things for you but you have to want them too and i think that he receives it on some level on another level he rejects it initially it's always a rejection later on it he called comes back and you know he talks to me about it so i think doing that reaching out talking to these people talking to these kids and being patient with them because Rome wasn't built in a day. And if we want to be better, we have to have the discussion and be diligent and be passionate. You have to care. You have to want to help your own people. I mean, and if we don't have that, then then it will never change. But I don't think there's an answer. I don't think someone can come in and say, this is what you need to do and it'll all be fixed. It's not that easy. This is This is generations and generations of systematic socialization and economics at play. So there, it's, there's a there's a lot of work that we have to do. It's frustrating. I think that like, and I told you this before, I was like, I hate when I meet people and they're like, well, you got out and you did this and why can't everyone else do this? And I'm like, I am not the rule. I'm the exception. I went to subpar public schools. I was at the top of my class. I did really well on my SATs and I got into a university. I had most of it paid for through scholarships and grants. Um, I got out with, you know, a small amount of debt, but I did it and I worked the whole time I was in there. Could have done better if I didn't have to worry about money, but I worked while I was in college. Um, but I think part of its nature and part of its nurture, my nature pushed me. My nurturing was very, my parents are not pushers. They're not the type of people who forced me into anything. Like I, I take, I took tennis lessons, quit, started piano, quit, took tennis again, quit, took piano again, quit. My mom never forced me to stick with anything. She was very like, okay, whatever you want to do. Like, you know, just, she was strict in terms of just like my movements and who I was around and what I was doing. But in terms of just like pushing me, my parents didn't push me to college. I was like five and I was like, I want to be like Uncle Phil on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I want to go to law school and be a judge. And they were like, cool, do that, <laughs> you know? So uh, 
I don't think that looking at successful black people who came from modest beginnings is is like something that people should do. I actually hate that people do that. And I and anytime someone tells me like, oh, it's amazing that you did it, I always say, no, it's not amazing. I did anything that you would expect from your white counterparts. So don't pat me on the back. If you think what I did is amazing, then you should want to be doing this for more people. So maybe we need to vote better, put our money in different places, um, and be more active as individuals. Because I, I don't want to be an anomaly or an exception. I want to be the rule. So, it, you know, we have to start with us first, and then other people will follow suit. You know, people are jumping on the Black Lives Matter bandwagon. Whether or not they actually believe it, I don't know. Because there are some people I know that the Black Lives Matter t-shirt. And I'm like, but do you really think that we matter? No, they don't give a so, And this is the thing. It's like, I think it's cute to be on the bandwagon, but it's like, are we going to see you nice white ladies from the march at the um, Black Lives Matter thing next time? Because people jump on the bandwagon when it's liberal and social, but I'm tired of these fake ass liberals who they're liberal when it when it's public, but your actions are not very liberal in terms of how you interact with black people and what you think and how you live your life. So I think being more conscious individually is the step. First step. Then, then, yeah, no, it's not just white people. It's us. It's mainly us and then them. But I think that we need consciousness is number one. And then don't, we can't save the world and you can't do everything. But in your lane, stay in your lane. Like if you're a teacher, be a teacher and do the things that you can do as a teacher. If you're a rapper, be a rapper and do the things you can do as a rapper. And they do. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people don't realize, like, we glorify all these rappers for, like, oh, strippers and money, da 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 Number one, they don't live their life like that. Their kids are in private school. They live in mansions in white people neighborhoods. And they have butlers, maids, nannies. They're not thugs. Maybe they were before. Who fucking knows? I don't care. But it's like they people have to understand that that's not real life. Those people don't live that life. And don't try to perpetuate that because it's not real. It's entertainment. And it's not their responsibility to raise your children and give them morals. Um, so I think we need to stop glorifying this like flashy lifestyle and understand that that's not going to get you anywhere that's just going to continue to put more money in other people's pockets this is where i struggle with that concept though white people consume and listen to rap just as much as black right but white people are not the problem we're not worried about that let me we can't say that they do that right go ahead let me they consume and do all the other too just like black little kids and they want Mm -hmm. to the third just like black little kids so why is it that like, why is it that for black kids, that is the only aspiration that they want to become, and for white kids, that's not the same? Because I think that's what we push. We push sports and entertainment. Um, when you're poor and black, you get a football or a basketball because it's number one, it's cheap. Baseball is expensive. Hockey is expensive. All these sports that require equipment and travel, these are not things that are readily accessible. That's why poor people in other countries, they play soccer because you just need a ball. So if you see the only people getting out of where you come from are athletes or rappers, of course you're going to aspire to do that. That's the that's the dream. So maybe more of us who are academics or business people need to 
go back and be like, look, I probably have more money than the person you think you want to be. I have more connection. I have more freedom. I have such a better life than any of these people. And I worked hard doing this, this, and this. And I think that we don't go home and talk to these kids and we're not glorified. We don't have an award ceremony. Like who's the lawyer of the year? Like let's glorify them and like prop them up. Like that's just not, that doesn't sell. That's not fun and exciting, but you know. Back to that collective idea. Cause it's like, People say that they do that, right? Once a year on mm-hmm. career day or whenever they get invited to speak. But like- I've never had a fucking career day at school in my life. One, there's no- Who? And two, I don't think it's just about like um, aspirations. I think it's about like who, at the end of the day, I'm not saying all rappers do this, but like when there's no food in the hood and Thanksgiving and Christmas come around, who is out there dropping off toys and food? It's not. It's not uh, ludicrous. It's not the lawyers and the doctors because they don't have. T- they they claim they don't have time for that. It's the rappers and the ball players yeah. and whatever. So we also as as upwardly mobile people that are not like, actually. Wait, wait, hold on now. Willie E. Gary be out there giving out turkeys and Christmas gifts. So don't come for the lawyers now. Again, you are making this about an individual, and I'm talking about You're right collective. That is not what happens. Like he may be an anomaly just like you are because he understands he blah, 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 all these other things. But what I'm saying is as a norm, as a norm, the people that give back the most to these communities and go back and participate and sit with them and do whatever are these athletes mm-hmm. and these rappers, because these doctors and lawyers and whoever the case may be are quote unquote too good to do that on a regular basis. Like y'all not going down there on Saturdays just to be like, oh, let me go support these these kids while they do ride through the hood real quick. You just no, like that's not the case. You go down there and you go, Well, yeah. I'm this, that, and the third, and these are my accolades, and you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. You just have to push like yeah. how are we as a unit collectively changing that narrative that the only people because that's the thing too, like you're gonna aspire to be who cares about you and who shows you that you can be something. And if on yeah. Christmas time, when I don't got no toys, you, Mr. Dr. Lawyer Man, ain't coming, then... But LeBron James is. Right. I want to be like him. Right. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But I think that we need to have more options because... I was a girl growing up like that. I didn't play sports. Uh, So what do I do? You know what I mean? Like if I wasn't so strong as a student, I would never have had the opportunities to go to college. I would not have, what do I do? I don't play sports. I don't have, I can't play basketball or football. What do I do? And, you know, like, I think as it's, and and I'm not saying me because I was going to go to college no matter what, because I wanted to, and I would make sure my family made me go. But I think that like, we let our girls down a lot. And um, I think that the best invest, well, I don't think it's a fact. The best investment you can make is in a woman, because when you invest in a woman, her children benefit, and she's likely to find a, a spouse on her same socioeconomic platform, and they therefore build a better family. So I think that um, investment in women is important, but also, like you said, feet on the ground. Like, and I'm guilty. Of, I, I should, I live in DC. I could go down the street and like, go to the community center and hang out with those kids. I could, I could, I do everything else. I could, I could find two hours to do it. Um, but I know definitely when I am actually done with school and I'm a lawyer, I will be heavily involved in the community because number one, that's the work that I want to do. Um, because I, that's why I went to law school. So, um, 
I think that if we don't choose the careers that put us there, we do need to be more mindful of our presence. And it's not just to go pop in to go visit your grandma and you park your car in the garage because you don't want nobody stealing it. You know what I mean? It's like, go visit your grandma and walk around the neighborhood and talk to these kids and go play with these kids and let them know, like, I came from here. Um, you know, call me. Let's go to lunch. Let's do things. Let me take you somewhere. Let me do something. Because you know what? Black people do donate. They donate money at the end of the year for their taxes. But but you like you said, you have to be there. You have to be visual. And, 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 you know, it doesn't need to be career day at school. You don't need to go through an organization. You can just go and roll through the hood. Because trust me, Migos is rolling through the hood. And they're not afraid. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like No, I mean... Yeah, we, I mean, you don't need to be afraid. Like, but that's it, the thing. And the more you go, the less shit you have to worry about because nobody's going to fuck with you. They just won't. Yeah, it's just, we have to find a way to, like, drop the stereotypes, not thinking that people is this or people is that or you is to this or you is to that. Like, collectively, we have to do better. So I just think yeah, it, we have to figure out a way for that to for that to happen you know what i mean i mean we as a people all of us i mean everyone listening like take i mean hey if you don't like us call us and tell well don't call me email me or text don't text me email me um and you could tell me whatever you want i don't care if you're mad be mad good i want you to be mad you know why because i want to have the conversation i want people to judge me and talk, talk shit because you know what it's a conversation and i like the feedback but we have to talk about it openly. We have to talk. Like, I hear myself sometimes. I think the older I get, the more I talk about blackness. Like, I've never been more hyper aware of my blackness until, like, this point in my life. And I know all my white friends are so over it, but I don't care. And they know that I don't care because I talk about it constantly because we don't. It's like, I don't want you to be colorblind. I want you to see color, but I don't want you to see my color and have preconceived notions. I want you to see my color, understand the struggle, but also... I don't want my color to be the determining factor in how my life turns out. So I think if we don't talk about race casually and openly, then like it's this taboo thing. It's like the elephant in the room. So we need to talk more about race. It is important. And, and it doesn't need to be talked about when someone gets shot by a police officer. It doesn't need to be talked about when we're talking about everything else. Let's talk about it on like the most bait when i'm with my white friends and they do white shit i'm like oh oh yeah no you know that gives them an insight into my world to, to my understanding the way that my brain works so that they have a better understanding of who i am and i think if you know who i am slowly then you can start to talk to your other black like that's just for white people interacting. and then with us among ourselves it's like we get together but like all we do is bitch and moan sometimes like we need to talk about like okay we get it everything sucks whatever what do we do to not to like make it better let's be more positive and let's start talking about what we're gonna do individually and we don't need to have some like monthly meeting of black people because that's not realistic but like here there on the phone on the podcast what are you going to do as an individual just do it just go and do it we don't need you to, you know, give us a monthly, like, checklist of, like, I did my black people duty. Like, I don't care. Do it or not. I'm not your mom. But do it. Just go do some shit for some other fucking black people. And then maybe white people will give us some fucking credit and treat us better. I don't know. Who cares if they do? Treat yourself better. Do you. And not only yourself, treat communities 
And, you know, even if you don't necessarily identify with the community, like I know we've been talking a lot about like going back for people that are from those communities, but even for people that are not from those communities, I think just seeing people that look like them that have different experiences than them can be very important and beneficial in their lives. Um, And I think as a collective, we can move forward and, you know, enhance the experience, not just for ourselves, but for everybody involved. Um, Yeah. Being black is wonderful. I love it. You know? Yeah. I'm black and I'm proud. We we shouldn't, we should, we shouldn't aspire. No, I'm serious. Like, I think that we have this very Eurocentric aspirational thing ingrained in us. And it's like, no, I don't want to be, you know, that's not what I aspire to be. I want to be me. I want to be the black that I am and, and not aspire to be the black that's white conforming because that's not who I am you know so and I think that I've done a pretty good job of being who I am at all times in every situation and you know people will say things like oh why don't you like be careful what you say and what you post Uh uh-uh and I had this conversation with my aunt it's like I'm at the point in my life where if I can't be who I am I'm not like cutting up acting stupid ignorant being thoughtless and making stupid comments on Facebook I'm talking about the things that I care about and what I believe in and I've made choices in my life that I feel like if I can't say what I believe in and be who I want to be because I'm afraid of failing and not being employed or whatever, I'm willing to risk it because I don't want to pretend and I don't want to bite my tongue and I don't care. And I feel like any place that will look at my life and my interactions on the internet or my friends or whatever I say and say that person can't be here because she's blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be there. I don't want you to, I don't want to work for you because it's not, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be absolutely miserable because I'm pretending to to fit into your little box that you want me to fit in. And if that's good for some people, that's great. That's not a good enough for me. I'd rather struggle and be fake poor than <laughs> uh, be wealthy and, and miserable working for somebody who I have to pretend that I am not woke. I'm so woke. It hurts. I was fucking raised woke i've been woke my whole life this shit ain't new so i've been natural since day one yeah i hear you so hey all y'all people who come in to be natural hey i've been woke i can't i stay woke i'm being serious like i'm i appreciate everybody rolling in now but hey how you doing been here been the oddball out been teased for being different hey how you doing we gotta go though well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we are back. We are ready to continue on this journey. We promise that this will continue to be a priority for us. Um, and hopefully I'll accept <laughs> our apologies about life happening. But you realize that life happens. So um, we're just going to assume that y'all already forgave us. And just know that we are still... I mean, you can follow us on our Instagram pages if you want to see what we're doing with our life. <laughs> and just know that we are still committed because even though we wasn't recording, best believe that SoundCloud and all these other people were still charging our account monthly. So... Hey. Back. Right. It's back. Um, but until next time, I just want to say, uh, stay woke, my friends. And, you know, may all your problems be champagne problems. Blank, blank, clank, 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 clank. Bye, guys. <laughs>